Shalwa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wigan. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. How are you doing, darling? My voice is like all It's a little scratchy. It's so scratchy, right? It sounds like I just woke up. I think, I don't know, I'm like losing my voice or something. All right. I like it. It's sexy, honey. Is it? Is it going to be that episode, friends? The one where Phoebe Phoebe, uh, loses her voice? She thinks she sounds better singing. (laughs) Oh, does she? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She thinks she sounds all sexy and sultry. That's funny. That's funny. I wonder does she it reminds me. Does she hold up, does she sound better though? Or is it like in her she head the whole episode? Doesn't sound great at all. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the joke is that Phoebe's never sounded good. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like one of those little sitcom tropes where, you know, the person will like bump their head or they'll have like a special ability or something happens where they can sing well, you know, and then they're rushing to do they enter into a competition and then they lose it at the end of the you know, when the big competition is um, you know, about to happen, you know, right before they're supposed to get on stage. All that episode with um <laughs> Always Sunny when they did um uh, when they were doing the dance. And I don't know if they did a lot of drugs or something. They did this performance and it was great. <laughs> and then they show, and you're watching it. You go, oh, they're doing a good job. You know, it's fun. And then they show what the audience really sees. And then it's just them, like, just looking all horrible, like, all drunk and under the influence and just stumbling over all of the moves. I remember <laughs> that was a pretty fun one. I don't remember that episode. Yeah. But it, well, you know, it's a while ago. to go back and watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. I stopped watching Sunny. I don't remember, but there was maybe two seasons mm-hmm. um, after I stopped watching it. Yeah, I mean, it's always sunny. I think right, they're still on. Oh, they're still they? on. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it might be like a good four seasons or something. Now, I thought I thought the show was over. Oh no, they are. I think at this point, they are probably one of the longest um, running seasons, like one like half hour shows on in history. They start. They premiered in um, two thousand and five. Wow. So, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was still on. I should go back. It's probably still super entertaining. Yeah, it was <laughs> in December 2020. The series was renewed for a total of four additional seasons, bringing it wow. to bringing it to season 18. Oh, okay. Well, they 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 didn't have a longer run than Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I, well, I guess seasons. Well, I guess they did, twenty seasons for the Kardashians is That's different. For crazy. a reality show, is different uh, from a yeah. scripted. Yeah, of course. Because That's it's all the production, and it's like they can film maybe reality shows. You can film quicker too. Whereas a scripted show, you know, you have to put that all together. And so they don't even. Well, yeah, someone has to write the yeah actual like show. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm exactly. just saying, isn't it nuts that like keeping up the Kardashians is off for twenty freaking seasons? Uh yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think is that the longest running? Probably probably not I, the longest running reality show. I think that was probably like real world or something, but yeah, I, I was gonna up, say probably the real world. Keep our Survivor. I know Survivor has been on a long time too, but keeping up the Kardashians definitely has been the funny thing is I'm pretty sure. I, out of all, you know, everyone knows the Kardashians. Even if you don't watch the show, you know who the Kardashians are. Because I don't think I've ever watched a whole episode of the Kardashians of their television show. I don't know if I have either. Maybe yeah. I have, like on a random Sunday, you know, like it came on, and then I just sat there, and you know, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like find the remote, you know, like exactly. Like I, I never like or... actively sought it out. 
Yeah, yeah, me either, me either. Yeah, it's some some shows you could just watch in the background. Like, you just kind of have them on. Like, reality television sometimes is good for that because it just plays out in the background. And, and you're like, you get oh. sucked in. Yeah, oh, my God. And then you be like, ooh, now I got to watch the new episode. I need <laughs> to find out what happens. <laughs> yes, yes. That's how 90 Day Fiance got me. That's what I was, was going to go with. watched it on a Sunday, and I was like, well, now I need to know what happens. <laughs> And I still never watch it consistently. I'm very much just catching it when I catch it. <laughs> Which I don't mind, you know, because like, again, we all know right. I don't have cable. I don't care. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's kind of fun. It's a funny show and it's kind of interesting. And, you know, we'll catch it through a friend. She'll update me on what's going on. Or maybe you see the show and you'll update me. I'm like, what happened to this couple? And, you know, it's just really, really funny. I think the show um, to, to catch up on it. And I was t- my mom, actually, she some of the people that she worked with, they watch it, but she mm. can't get into it. You know, she's just like, my mom's not a big television person. She can only watch now her big thing, like everyone else is HGTV. She's just loving HGTV. They just live on it. And then like um, Family Feud, it's funny what like families watch uh, together. Like she loves Family Feud, the local news, they keep on all no, the goddamn time. local crap. news is not a television show. No, it's not a television <laughs> show, but it's like things that stay on in their house. Oh Family Feud, no, American Idol. She still she still watches herself some American Idol. Um, Family Feud and um, the local news. And then her husband watches sports. Those are the only, and she loves tennis. That's the only thing she keeps on. I like, wonder if she would get into this, this show that I recently discovered. It's not a new show. It's just new to me. I'm not going to call it bootleg family feud because that's not fair to the show. But it's kind of like a derivative of family feud. It's called America Says. Mm-hmm. I watched like five episodes of it back to back. Like like primetime hours. I was oh, like, God. yep, this is what I'm doing tonight. Listen, what is it about? How does it work? It's, it's like family feud. It's like they poll people, but it's like we polled America and mm-hmm. they ask them questions and then it's like the top seven answers, but they give them like the first letter of the answer. So they have sort of an idea. Um, and then it's, it's like two teams of four people, but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily families. Like they're okay. usually like friend groups that do something together. So like one was like a book club. Um, yeah, it's it's just like one was like this ladies' pool, like like um kind of this lady put together this thing to teach women how to play pool. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's just like that, but um, it's it has its differences, of course, from Family Feud, but very similar. But who's the host? Who's the host of it? Uh, he's a famous white guy, but I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> like an older gentleman. It's an older gentleman, right? I'm like, oh, what was he he was in? He, like, had a TV show. But anyway, not important. Just uh-huh. tell your mom, check it out on the game show network. Okay. I, <laughs> I, 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 I like, literally, I'm, <laughs> I actually purposely turned to the game show network. Like, I'll be looking for something to watch, and I'll be like, what's on the game show network? <laughs> well, yeah, the game show network is, it can be fun. We talked about that before on the podcast. Show. Yeah. No, I love and, game shows. Yeah, game shows can be very, very fun. And then you, if you had a good one, remember, we, we always talk about the chase that we used to like. Um, well, you know, our, the chase is, is back on. It's yeah, the, you did tell me. Yeah, it's different. They run, mm-hmm. so, you know, the game show network, they run all these, like, old episodes. I think they still run old episodes of the chase with the original Beast. But mm-hmm. then um, they run a promo with him as the Beast, uh, the chaser. And 
one of the guys, um, it's not Ken Jennings, it's the awkward guy, I never remember his name, who's now one of the the chasers on the new chase, mm-hmm. was a contestant with the original chaser. I'm ah. like, that's interesting. I'm like, so did this guy just make his living being on like trivia shows? I mean, oh. if you're really smart, you can. And if you just yeah. like know a bunch of facts and shit, you really can. Because if you win, these things really pay out. Yes, they really do. They have you, you win know. eighty grand. Think about that. It's like, yeah, that's you be straight for the year. Like, <laughs> lots of people live off way less than eighty grand a year. Who's the guy from Jeopardy? I, I, we're not going to remember his name. I'm no, I'm not going to remember his name. The guy from Jeopardy who won. He he's second in Ken the most Jennings. many times. Oh, Ken Jennings. Oh my gosh, wow. Jennings. Yes. You're right. Yes, Ken Jennings. Yes, he's. I was just reading up on him the other day, and he has a net worth around. They say I don't know how they get this around four million dollars, and they talk about how much he's won from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one other person won um, has higher than him. That he's the second most has the second most highest amount of winnings from Jeopardy. But he's participated, like you said, in all these other different game shows yeah. where he's run money. He's won money, and then he was a guest host of Jeopardy. I yeah. think for a while, well, yeah. Also now, there's a show called Masterminds. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. new either, because, you know, Game Show Network. Um, and he's also on that show. He's one of the masterminds that the people oh. have. I mean, they really can make a living um, doing this, which, you know, I'm pretty sure it probably started for most of these people. It's just, like, curiosity, just, like, genuine, yeah, um, just wanting to know things and... Um, then they started, you know, going on the game shows and realized, oh, wait a minute, like, this could be lucrative. Yeah, it, it, good for this man. He, I, listen, that would be a great career. I mean, he's like, and it, it, the funny thing is this is that he won over $4.5 million from um, Jeopardy alone and then additional money from, like, all of these other shows that he did. I so know, I'm like, funny. yeah, I'm like, girl, get in. And he's um, 46 <laughs> years old. But I always think, because I've never seen him on television, or I've never seen any of these other people. And mm-hmm. I always think, and it's wrong, but immediately I think, what kind of, are they on the, like, do they have some sort of disorder? Like, is something no. wrong with them? Are they awkward? No. He's just like a regular yeah. dad. Like, he has two he kids. Like, yeah, he just seems like a regular dad. Um, And I know they travel a lot, which is also how they learn a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so he seems like he's super well traveled. Um, there's another guy, I don't remember his name either. Sorry, other guys. Because we're <laughs> like Ken Jennings and all the other guys. Um, but he I guess he's a poker player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's supposed to be like one of the best poker players. He also is like one of the trivia guys, and he is legit just a regular ass guy. Like he is just oh, wow. he's fake, he cracks the funniest jokes, like you would never think that he's the other guy is super awkward uh-huh. um and I'm, I'm literally just talking about the three guys who are now on the chase mm-hmm. and um they they're the chasers now they've replaced the beast um but i'm just gonna look this up in real time because i can't just keep calling them the <laughs> <other> guys <laughs> oh i see the masterminds i see that ken jennings is on there with a the girl who used to be on the chase um i forget her name um uh, blonde girl brooke burke yeah yeah I always yeah. think like he had a good set of teeth. I'm like, it's a great set of teeth, Brooke Park. <laughs> <laughs> she also has sort of become like, this is like now her lane. Oh, that's really interesting when you sort of break into, like say you wanted to be an actor, you know, like a lot of, and then you, certain people find their niche. Like she was an actor and then now she finds her niche in sort of this hosting capability, which I think is sort of, which is almost sort of an easy transition for a lot of actors. You know, maybe 
the roles aren't coming as much or maybe they aren't getting the roles they want or maybe they stumble upon it and they're just like, I actually love this. It can be um, something that I can throw myself into. And um, it, it's, a, it's a different lane than I anticipated. It does seem like a lot of um, celebrities can go that route where they're even guesting on celebrity, those game shows, you know? Oh, yeah. Listen, I feel like if I was like, you know, a celebrity, I was doing, you know, whatever, if I'm acting, singing, and then I just reach a point where I don't want to do that kind of thing anymore, hosting mm -hmm. a game show would be the ideal job for me. Yeah. I would be so excited to do that. <laughs> 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 like, I would be like, please, 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 Vanna, I'm sorry, girl, you get to the end of your run. I'm going to need to take over here. Like, do you, they ever you gotta go. You know what I think will be fun too, just because you're so into game shows, because they they're fun. So it's like you're hosting them, but would they have an episode? Maybe they'd have an episode with a guest. They have a guest host comes on, and the original host play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe there's an episode of Wheel of Fortune where Vanna and is it Pat Sajak? Pat yeah. Sajak are a part of the competition. That would be really cool. Where they kind of I just turn feel the like table. they just know the game too well. Like they're inside. They've been doing this for so long. It yeah. that's rigged. <laughs> they know the game too well, you know. Like I wonder because then how if they know the game too, I mean they aren't going to know all of the the answers to the questions, you right? You don't, but you can learn patterns. Yeah, like, that's why I'm so good at the Price Is Right. Uh -huh. um, I've been watching it for so long. Like there are certain games that I'm just kind of like I already know what this like price point should look like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I just know. Yeah, I like what... you can't be hosting it for that long and not have figured something out. Yeah, I wonder what would be the best. You know, maybe a show like Family Feud or something probably would be where there's less of. Oh a... yeah, where you just can't like. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's no strategy. You yeah, there's no. Or you don't. Exactly. Maybe one of those would be good because, like you said, there's there's a formula, and if you're doing that for as long as Pat and Vanna, who, jeez, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> that even is it's just we think about people who kind of go that's remember we had that we were talking yesterday about being famous and sort of being and Josh had that said that he wants to be like sort of the king in his in his niche or the king of his niche and you know I want to be famous but I want to still walk around Banner White and Pat Sajak I mean anybody or a, a, a daytime soap opera star you know any of those people who have job security and they are making great money but they are also in a place where they, they can go incognito. That's amazing. Soap opera star is probably the biggest one. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. yeah. Or be on like random commercials. Yeah. Like just yeah. make your money being on commercials. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, look, before we, we pivot, I do want to say, um, so the, the, <laughs> the new chasers besides Ken Jennings, it's Brad Rutter and James uh, Holtzhauer. Okay, James Holzhauer is also from Jeopardy. I think he was well, on the Yeah, yeah, he was on Jeopardy. But he was the one who was a contestant on The Chase. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. he's, the, he's the super awkward one. Um, Brad Brad is like a regular-ass guy. Like we, would be, <laughs> like, we would be cracking jokes with Brad at a bar. I would never have guessed what he does for a living. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> like, plays poker and is like a, a trivia champion. All right, Brad. Okay, Brad. <laughs> but anywho, yes, um, anywho. before we get into some things today, I do we gotta have a COVID check. Um, <laughs> so now that we're not doing Cuomo, <laughs> we're not doing Cuomo game anymore. That seems to have just completely dropped off the the planet Earth. Yeah. Um, but now, so remember last week we were talking about 
them doing COVID uh, vaccinations at Yankee Stadium when people go to the games. Now they're doing COVID vax in the subway. <laughs> they are sticking people underground. Um, sticking people not, underground. Yeah, um, on purpose and not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm honestly, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with it. Because it's, you know, it's your choice if you want to mm-hmm. get your vaccination in the subway. I personally do not want to do that. Um, but I just, I associate the subway with like being grimy and dirty um, and no place to do any kind of medical procedure unless it is an emergency. Um, (laughs) So I will not be getting a vaccine in the subway. But it was just funny because they are offering free um, train passes. So if you do it in a subway station, like a regular subway station, um, you'll get a free uh, weekly uh, metro card. Mm -hmm. And if you do it on like Metro North or Long Island Railroad, because they're doing it on those lines too, you can get, um, I think it's just like two tickets or whatever, because those tickets are a lot more expensive. Yeah. But like (laughs) they were interviewing people on the news and yeah, you know, you had a couple people. It was funny because I think they were trying to get just all people of color. And, you know, they had these two guys that were like, yeah, you know, the only way we're going to beat this thing in the city is if everyone gets vaccinated. So, you know, I just made it a point of making sure I did that today. Um, and then they got this one guy who was like, I just wanted a free Metro car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's good. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess that. that's exactly the people that this is for, right? Mm-hmm. The ones that are like kind of on the cusp. And if you don't come to them, they're not going to, going to seek it out to do it. But if you throw in an incentive and you are exactly where they are, they'll do it. Yeah, they'll do it. And I they I looked up and they got um sorry, I was just looking this up as you were speaking, and there were over eleven hundred people who got vaccinated um in that first day that they did it. Mm-hmm. Like I think they started doing it what three, four days ago. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said I think it, it's in like five or six different stations. Yeah. They said they have about five three hundred shots per day. Um, first come, first serve. I don't know how long they're going to continue it. Um, but we, we, listen, however they got to do it. Didn't I say the smartest thing to do for New Yorkers is to come to where they are? Exactly. Otherwise, they'll blow you off. So, mm-hmm. hey, somebody clearly also realized that, got the memo, and was like, where are New Yorkers? In the subway. Yeah, yeah. And where do you what do you think too about you know the the new mask um, not mandate the new um, oh, the back yes the, the what yes um, I think it's a bad idea yeah yeah <laughs> I, think I think it just leaves too much room for people to slip up and and do stupid shit and yeah. again just the fact that you don't know who's vaccinated and who's not mm-hmm. and there are so many people who just don't want to wear a mask we yeah. already know that. Exactly. So I'm p- pretty sure there are tons of people who are not vaccinated who will say that they are and mm-hmm. just not have a mask on. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, listen, at the end of the day, it's really more a danger to them to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's still going to be a danger to your grandmother. It's still going to be a danger to your child. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you if you're vaccinated, I just I think it just leaves too much room for people to start 
to 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 start going back to the way things were too easily. Yeah. But things are no longer the way they were. And yeah. it's okay if they never go back there. Exactly. We just need to figure out like what we, we what we do going forward. Mm-hmm. There's no point in trying to get back to where we were when our lives have changed this dramatically. And we've also learned so much about what we should not go back to doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just I think it's a slippery slope. And I'm going to continue to wear my mask as uncomfortable as it may be. Um, I feel like my ears have a permanent bend forward now. (laughs) You know, um, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a wig. Yeah. Yeah. You'll do exactly. Yeah. I was, I was reading some reports and one of the main things that they said was that the CDC, that it is based in science because people were saying, people have been um, criticizing the CDC, um, throughout this whole thing about mm-hmm. how their information is laid or how, you know, the rules change so quickly, you know, they've been lagging behind, you know, as far as like scientists have been saying one thing and then they come out, not that they come out with another, they've just been behind or, and all of these things with, you know, how they respond to the virus and how detailed they are with regulations and what people should do. And, um, one of the things that was interesting that they said, yes, it is based in science. They were trying to reassure people that the rates are going down in certain areas. But then some other people were saying, like, listen, for it's not going down for everyone. There are certain groups, particularly black people and um, people of color, who the rates are still high amongst those. And they were just like, well, that segment of the population isn't necessarily basically isn't isolated from everyone. It's just like it should reach. There should be a certain point of. um of security for everyone, you know, safety for everyone. And it's just like, well, if those who are most vulnerable are still at risk, then that's potentially going to affect us all. And it doesn't mean that maybe, you know, maybe we should keep the um, mask mandate for at least a little while until the ones who are most vulnerable, those communities who are having reached those numbers of like 70, 80%, they should come up. Everyone should be up there. And then they should say, hey, we are okay with you taking your mask off. And um, I thought that was an interesting point. And I, I noticed too that a lot of like retailers, like I think Trader Joe's, Walmart, and Costco are now saying that their um, their what is it customers don't have to wear masks inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was, Trader Joe's. Yeah, I was surprised at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I was surprised at Trader Joe's. And uh, but Walmart and Costco, I was just like, yeah, of course they don't want to deal with customers who have been complaining especially about walmart yeah this is where you will find you know walmart walmart is like the mall mm-hmm. in certain places and everybody's <laughs> there you know their employees getting punched in the face in the parking lot and shit. yeah i get that and costco too i just am i wrong that i feel like people who shop at costco are just vile and maybe i'll get there one day i'll shop at costco but <laughs> costco is the worst maybe it's just the costco behind me that I'm just like, these people are the worst people ever. Um, But yeah, Trader Joe's surprises me. But I think also too, you know, we're in New York. So Mm -hmm. it's very different. Because going to Trader Joe's here is like, my God, it's such a thing. I would rather do wash day every day than go to Trader Joe's sometimes. (laughs) Wash day? like a black woman's wash day is a big deal, okay? Mm -hmm. It could be a whole day event. I'd rather do that every day than go to Trader Joe's sometimes. It's, I have not been to Trader Joe's in over a year because the lines outside are just ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not standing in line yeah. to go to the grocery store when there are other grocery stores. Yeah. I can see if there was no other option, but it's like, 
no, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, we stood in line to go into Target mm-hmm. when COVID, um, you know, was at the height or whatever because they were trying to keep the numbers of people in the store small. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, no, not for Trader Joe's because it's going to be a stressful experience anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm going to stand in line for an hour to go in there and just be stressed out trying to get, like, dried peaches. Like, I'm good. <laughs> Do the kale at a lower price. Like, I'm good. I, I will always say Trader Joe's, they move that line quickly. They do move the line quickly. But it is, like you said, it, it is it is interesting that for the price point, and maybe too, because you think the real estate, why don't they build up more? Because even in the city, there are very limited amount of Trader Joe's, you know, like if, at least the ones where we go. And they're think, tiny. And they're tiny. And I mean, they're yeah. extra small. Yeah. And you're like, why is, why, why is the Whole Foods, they, they build these bigger facilities and bigger buildings. And I'm never, ever, the line at Whole Foods sometimes is longer, but never out the door like Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Never. But also, too, you know, that price point is way different. If you can shop at Whole Foods, you can definitely shop at Trader Joe's, yeah. not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so Trader Joe's is getting some of that Whole Foods spillover. You know what That's I mean? True. Like, That's true. Um, That's definitely true. And Whole Foods is getting nobody with Cinderella spillover. Hello, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, Whole Foods is pricey. Um, yeah, I think the only other supermarket in the city I know to be pricier than Whole Foods is Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Which is crazy. Um, it, they're ridiculously priced. Um, but yeah, so people are getting vaxxed, but I definitely think um, we should keep our masks on. Um, I plan on keeping my mask on. Me too. And yeah, and just, you know, still continuing to be careful. New York is about to open everything up to like 100% capacity. Mm-hmm. They're lifting all of the, the um, curfews and things. Like, it's about to be a popping ass summer. But yeah. um, I don't know. I still don't necessarily feel like safe. Like, I still don't feel like you know, oh, okay, I can go out and just do this and do that and, like, not have to worry about getting sick. I don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Not yet. I don't. So, you know, I got to protect my neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And everyone has to do what's best for them. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. So, so we'll go on another pivot, darling, because mm-hmm. you have to update mm-hmm. me on some, some, well, not fun things, I guess some interesting things that's going on with our a lovely Real Housewives. <laughs> of Atlanta, let's be Of Atlanta. Because I don't Atlanta. want nobody else. Yeah, Atlanta's... <laughs> I don't. I don't. I only watch Atlanta. I can't bring myself to watch... Um, What's the other black one? Uh, Potomac? Uh, Potomac. I can't. I, I, I watched the first season of Potomac. Uh-huh. And then I was like, these women are just... I mean, Atlanta gets catty and it get it gets bad, but Potomac is on a whole nother level of just <laughs> ugh. It's just it just seems like all they do is fight uh, and and pick at each other and get catty and act ridiculous. Um, and so, so sorry, do it. And at one point, you did. I know you were watching Beverly Hills at one point, right? I think I watched all of them at one point. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Orange County was the OG. Yes, we used to, and I, I used to watch watched like, the first season of that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and then I would like watch some of them here and there. Um, you know, episode here and episode there. You know, same deal. It's randomly playing on a Sunday. You get caught. You get sucked in. Mm-hmm. You realize you've watched five episodes, and then the new episode's coming on in an hour. You know, like yeah. that kind of deal. Yes. So that happens. But the only one that I actually like come back for, and I watch every episode. I mean, we 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 recorded 
<laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> we record it. So, like, if we miss it, we just watch it another night. Um, but this season, there was this whole thing. It, it, you know, it was a theme throughout the season. Cynthia's bachelorette party. Candy had um, uh, a stripper from her um, Welcome to the Dungeon tour. Mm-hmm. Come to the um they they took a girls trip and Candy had Don Juan set up um you know kind of like a mini bachelorette party for Cynthia and they had one of the strippers come and dance for them whatever mm-hmm. and you know it was this whole first of all his name was Bolo <laughs> which just is like yep that just sounds like another way to call a penis um so apparently the whole thing was like he had a superhuman penis and mm-hmm. you know he pulled it out he showed us him whatever they covered up all the cameras the crew left crew was like done filming for the night so they were like well the crew's gone we're gonna cover up all the cameras so we can really just let loose and have fun mm-hmm. and whatever happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon mm-hmm. so there was a whole thing Kenya was like oh somebody has sex with the stripper you know the crew you know, had they filmed him leaving, it was like seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, because all we could do was like, you know, one of the cameras wasn't covered, so you could only see like teeny little glimpses of shit, but mm-hmm. it was still picking up sound. Um, so you know, it was picking up sound, and so they was they was doing some things. It was, you know, they it was a bachelorette party with a stripper, yeah. Um, and then Kenya was going, started going off on this whole like rant and then investigation of sorts about who had sex with Bolo. And of course, she was trying to say it was um, Portia and that it was Portia and someone else. Um, and they were they were saying, you know, it's Tanya because then Tanya was like, she was she was like, I was in Portia's room all night. And mm-hmm. I think Tanya was saying it as if to say, so no one else was there. Like I yeah. can vouch for her that like. But I was like, the thing that was the most problematic about this, because that's petty and that's stupid and like whatever. It was this ongoing thing through the entire season about whether or not Porsche had sex with this stripper and she's lying. And she she's lying saying she didn't. Why was well she just admitted she had sex with this stripper and her and Marlo fell out of their friendship over this thing. And and Tanya's like never coming back to the show. Oh god. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, first of all, it's none of your business if she did. And she didn't owe anybody a, a response about, exactly. yes, I did or no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But also, once she said, no, I didn't, that should have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. And no one else should have brought it up. And it certainly shouldn't have been an ongoing theme through the entire season yeah. about whether or not this woman had sex with with uh, this grown single woman had sex with this grown man. Yeah, I'm like, are you serious? Like, and I think it's disgusting mm-hmm. that no one checked Kenya. It's disgusting that she was doing it in the first place. But it was also disgusting that no one checked her to be like, listen, what you're doing is not cool. Like, it's yeah. over the line. Okay? You keep bringing up who this woman slept with or not. Like, let it go. You, yeah. Like, you, you can't do this. Like, you don't do that. Like, as a woman... Mm-hmm. To keep, and then you're doing it in a spiteful way because you're trying to drag her, right? And you're trying to shame her about yeah. who she slept with or not. Yeah, the in particular because it, it was a stripper. Yeah, that was the second part of it. Yes, that it was also this whole thing where everyone kept saying like, "Who fucked the stripper?" You know, mm-hmm. "Who fucked the stripper?" Like yeah. he was like a nasty, ragged dog in the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all are also disrespectful in that way, like. 
y'all talking about this man like he ain't shit because he's a stripper. Mm-hmm. That's his business. That, that is <laughs> like, what you hired him for. That's, yes. my, that's his profession or whatever. And that's his business. Mm-hmm. But this just also speaks to like the way that we look at sex work and anything related to sex work in this country. Like those people are just lesser human beings. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be disgusted and ashamed if you slept with a stripper. Yeah. Or that yeah. that 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 is there's something nasty and dirty about it. On top of that, I'm like the other issue with the fact that she keeps trying to put out that someone slept with this man. He was at work, so this man is at his job. Yeah. So you're also putting out there in the world that he fucks on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you can't do that because yeah. then the next party he books, now you got somebody expecting that they're going to get some of that bolo. Like, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he actually should have spoke up and been like, y'all need to shut this down. I mean, you know, he was the biggest star of the season. So maybe (laughs) he was like, this is actually really helping. Exactly. (laughs) I was booking gigs through whole. Left and right. Yes. Yeah, possibly. But at the same time, I'm like, you also need to be careful with that because you're putting out a rumor about this man that, he slept with someone while he was at a job. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's also not okay. Yeah, and I'm just true. like, there was just so much that was problematic about this. And no one was bringing up the, the real problematic issues. Because Candy kept being like, Kenya, like, you need to let this go. Like, stop mentioning it. Stop bringing it up. Like, it was a bachelorette party and everybody should feel free to, like, have fun. And exactly. not feel like it was going to come back on them some way. But I was like, it's beyond that. Because it was to the point where... I get it. Like they're on a reality show. So it's like, you know, certain things are going to, you know, come up or be said or whatever. But I was like, she's constantly harping on this. You slept with that stripper. You slept with that stripper after she said she did it. And it's yeah. like you keep bringing it up. And then you're calling her lying when she says she does it, <laughs> that she didn't. And I think that that's wild that no one's like, you need to stop. Yeah, like what other proof do you have? Yeah. And then who cares? You need to stop. That's why. Yeah. You know what? It's it's like grasping for storylines in a sense. You know, like you said, it's a reality show. And I wonder how much do they feel like, okay, this is the major storyline this season. And, you know. It clearly was. I mean, (laughs) I mean, clearly it was because it was legit. Like what it felt like the entire season was sort of just crafted around that. (laughs) <laughs> do you i read um also too that there have been not that there have been well i've read that there have been talks i don't know how um legit these are that they are talking to phaedra like david phaedra's been in the news as far as like housewives a little bit doing interviews i think she was on watch what happens live they recently. do not need to bring phaedra back. Yeah, okay yeah <laughs> i wanted to know like was there was there a conversation did you hear anything about that and then how did you feel about oh, no, I haven't heard anything about that, but I don't think they need to bring Phaedra back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, just so, Do you think they need to bring Nene back? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I think Nene should just be done with the housewives. Mm-hmm. I also just think, um, you know, these women also need to look at how this has affected their lives, um, whether it's been for the, you know, for the better or not. And, like, if you got something out of this in terms of, like, okay, it offered you a platform that you didn't have and you were able to move on to other ventures, like, take that for what it is and then move on to those other ventures, um, you know what I mean, and, and leave that behind. But I guess 
being uh-huh. in the limelight for some people can be really addictive and yeah. people want to be relevant and they don't like being obscure and they want to get invited to the parties and they want to, you know, get the free merch and all this other stuff. But I mean, it's just like, you got to weigh it. Like, you know, you what's worth. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think Atlanta Housewives doesn't, I think it puts Nene in a very negative light mm-hmm. um, and being in the situation she has to be in to film you know, with people she doesn't like and just showing certain sides, parts of, of herself yeah. and how she's responded to certain things. Because um, I think you have to be fair to some degree that everybody isn't how they are on a reality show all the oh, time. Because yes, they are time. filming and they yeah. it's a job and they have to be on. But I do think that, like, I mean, if you okay being the villain, then whatever. But just know that a lot of people will not be able to make that distinction between who you are not on the show and who you are on the show. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't bode well for some people. And I think Nini's one of those people. Um, Kenya is definitely one of those people. You know, I don't personally know any of these people, so yes. <laughs> I don't know how they are in real life. So all I see is the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm an adult, and I know what's what. Um, I also work in publishing, but I also, you know, it's like with Kenya, it's like, girl, the you being on the show, it it's not the best for your rap. It mm-hmm. really isn't. Um, so something to think about. But, you know, and, and, you know, that's a good point. And I wonder, too, because, you know, there's this sort of thing we know about reality shows and we know that they sort of craft a narrative and, you know, it's mm-hmm. one sided in the sense that that person isn't like that all the time. You know, some of these people are able, Kenya and like two other reality um, show, two other Real Housewives from other franchises, I think one from Potomac and one from the Brandy Glanville, I think they were on that Netflix show um, with Tia Mori and they, they were guest starring on it, acting. And it was something around that. And so they're still able to get other opportunities. And I wonder for Housewives who it hasn't enabled them to completely disconnect mm-hmm. themselves from it. Like, I mean, Bethany came back a couple of times, even after she made the skinny girl and blew up, but right. she was successful monetarily without it. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. And, yeah, and that's exactly that fame shit where it's just like being obscure and, and wealthy isn't enough for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because Nene too, I mean, are definitely out of the Atlanta housewives, Nene, when you think of Atlanta housewives, you think of Nene. You know, she's mm-hmm. definitely the most popular yeah. and um, definitely one of the most popular housewives. And um, she got so many members. She was acting. She was on Glee. Absolutely. She was, on, she was doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, she was on all these different. So it, it gave her a lot of different opportunities. And I wonder, you know, I don't know her career, what how things went, if things weren't dried up or if things weren't as if she wasn't getting the roles that she wanted to get. I wonder if Housewives provided her with a way to sort of still be relevant, still stay relevant in order to get those other opportunities that she wanted, you know? Absolutely. And get a check, I'm sure. Yeah, you know which you like cannot not. If it's a it's it's your livelihood. Income, yeah. You know, yeah. when you're diversifying your income streams, you still want to keep one that's steady. Yeah. Absolutely. But for Kenya, it's different because she obviously was doing a lot of other things before Housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just hadn't seen her for a little while. And then being on Housewives, I think, kind of gave her this, her career in other ways this sort of renaissance yeah, um, yeah. with acting and stuff because she obviously had done a lot of that before but yeah wasn't she in the money ain't a thing video 
I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Jay Z. I swear she. Oh did. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know if it was the money ain't a thing, but I did see a video, a video picture, like a photograph from a video of her and Jay Z. But I don't know if it went. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up now. Kenya Moore, Jay Z. Uh, yes, she was in the car with him, but I don't know where it was from. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen. I just looked up the Bunny Ate Thing video, but um, if I play it, it's gonna start playing in the background. Um, but well, you know what, um, Nani, maybe in a couple of years, you might be called to be on a Real Housewives show. A couple, and um, yeah, who who knows what will happen? You know, who knows what role you will play? Um, I, I know what happened, what will happen. I would say no and not be on it. <laughs> and not be on it. Um, that's what would happen. Listen, girl, you say yes and be on it, and then we'll play it out your whole, like your whole role on the show. This is who you're gonna play. This is who you're gonna be. This is how you're gonna segue that into book deals and spinoffs for for uh, you and Al or your closest friends or your own life. Then you're gonna write some books. Oh, girl, we we can plan the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, Cause that's re- like you, child. You are going with this fantasy. Um, <laughs> it was money, ain't a thing. Oh, it was money, ain't a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause I also I just was thinking about you know a video and Jay Z is in a car and I'm like definitely money, ain't a thing. So um, that was one thing. We also wanted to talk today about um, this whole language thing that. This was it, Familect? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if we have time to get into that. Should we get into it now? Uh, we got a few minutes. We can okay. talk about it. Um, do you have a sort of Familect at your home? Uh, well, you know the whole thing everyone around it is, does. yeah, everyone. You know how you sort of, you know, when you live with people, how you develop this sort of. They don't call it secret language, but sort it's of like different inside language. Yeah, inside language. You know that you use with your amongst the people that you're closest to. And um, the whole article was sort of like why we speak more weirdly at home. And uh, when people share space, their collective experience can sprout its own vocabulary known as famulent. And um, that's always interesting. Um, I think I do. I think I um, definitely do. Because if you're Josh and I living together, you pick up their inside jokes. There are different things that we say. I don't think if we have, I definitely know we don't have made up words, (laughs) you know, like made up. (laughs) Things like, uh, you know, like a lot of it references from, of course, pop culture, drag race. Like when Josh does something like the other uh, the other night we're, we're at his um, Paris. So we, we have room on the shower. You know, we both have our towels over the shower. Um, what do you call that? The shower bar? Where you the hang rod? Your shower the shower rod, girl. Yes, the shower rod. And so <laughs> his towel was taking up of the majority of the space. So I had less room for my towel. So I'm just like, I, I'm like, Josh, your, ta- your towel is taking up all the space. I mean, you don't own all the theater. You don't own the theater. And that's a reference to uh, Scary Movie when Regina King, mm-hmm. when his, he's going out, or sometimes we'll be like, Regina Hall. Yes, yes. And I know the difference. Yeah, I know the difference between these two um, actors. And, you know, sometimes I'm always like, well, fuck my drag did, you know, about anything that happens as a reference to Drag Race. So, yeah, we definitely have inside things like that, but no language. Do you and Al? Yeah, like we definitely have. There's one sp- very specific thing that we say all the time. I'm not going to share it because it's a it might be a little embarrassing. I don't think you like <laughs> say it, but um, yeah, there's definitely things that we say, like even like made up words to some degree. Made up words, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also too, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is 
it would be considered part of family, but um, I think there's also just things that you also love, like the, mm-hmm. like you and your family or whatever. I know, like, for me with my siblings, like, we'll say things, and me and you do it too, because apparently you also watched Welcome to the Dollhouse as much as we did, yeah. but, like, we'll say <laughs> things, we'll say little lines from Welcome to the Dollhouse, uh-huh. and, like, people don't know that, that movie as well, so they don't know. Or yeah. from like uninvited guests, which we like stumbled upon. It was like the worst movie we've ever seen. So it was <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to our Sunday afternoon. Uh-huh. And um, so we say or we'll do little things from that. So when we got married, my sister sent me a copy of Welcome to the Dollhouse, mm-hmm. like a DVD. And she was like, he's not officially in the family until he watches this. <laughs> like, this is true. Hold on, did, talk about, did he watch it by the way I mean, we could have a whole well no podcast. where are we gonna play a dvd that's true <laughs> I well i have one like streaming and then show it to him but okay girl we have to watch that because i know that you guys might have a you know sort of a uh once we go over and you know everyone we're all vaccinated we have to have sort of an outdoor movie um either something where we watch uh welcome to the dollhouse because I just feel like it's never going to be as entertaining to someone else trying to That's show true. them after the fact. Like, it's an old movie. It I is mean, a like, very really old. old. So I don't know how entertaining it's going to be for him. And, like, I don't want him ruining how entertaining it is for me. <laughs> um, you <laughs> have you I mean? and I ever watched it together? I don't think we have. Okay, well, maybe we should try to do it because I know we talked about it a lot. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't think we've ever watched it together because, you know, there are certain... And I've noticed too, like that's also something like what has helped Josh sort of with our own language, just like in things, you know, sort of these terms and, you know, little quirky words that we use for to describe different things mm-hmm. has been um, rewatching old movies that I've loved or old movies and television shows that he's loved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've watched a lot of these things over with him, particularly Hairspray, which, you know, I saw originally with you and a couple of other friends and I absolutely loved it. And I've watched it since with Josh and he loved it. And you notice different things about the movie, you know, like watching it over with someone, they may laugh at something or they may point something out. And you're like, I didn't notice that the first crowd, <laughs> you know, like yeah. my welcome to the dollhouse. Classic thing is when you say, I didn't notice when she's running away and you're like, how's she got to like, you no, she's like winding up. <laughs> yeah, she's winding she up. <laughs> My family and I, we can say like little things from that movie to reference pretty much anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And like we all know what we're talking about or just things that have happened in our lives or do a certain dance and then everyone will start laughing because we know what it's from. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And if you're just not in the family, you don't know. Um, Even nicknames and things too. Like I remember my brother's friend used to call me by this nickname that my brother called me. But it was mm-hmm. because that was his best friend. So when he was he was always around, he always heard my brother just call me by that nickname. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't get to call me that. <laughs> and he continued to call me that. <laughs> like, like it was my name. And I'm like, you're not in the family. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he it, continued to call me that. I always think that's interesting. I mean, just too with like how you speak at home, how people, you know, when I'm at home, definitely my mother's, uh, I mean, from the south. You know, I was born there, but I grew up, you know, mainly in Boston. Mm-hmm. Most of my siblings did. So there's a certain, and my mother's husband is also from the south. 
So, you know, their accents to me come out more, of course, because I haven't been living at home. And, you know, sometimes they're talking together and I'm like, you guys sound so Alabama right now, you know, to <laughs> my ears. I noticed too that I relax my jaw. You know, there are certain things that I say while I'm at home. You know, I shorten my words. I use a little bit more slang. You know, I t it's just a certain sort of homegrownness. I don't know the way that you speak, the way that I speak when I'm with my family, but I don't speak when I'm with anyone else. I notice that there's a way that I speak with you guys, my friends, that changes depending on the friend group that I'm with. I definitely, you know what I'm saying? I definitely speak a little bit more closer to how I speak when I'm with my family. I will say, I'll put that out there. I think after my family, you guys, you and like, you know, Jazz, I speak with you guys um, the closest to my family. And then everyone else kind of follows after that. I know that you, is your work voice. This is my work voice. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I think my work work voice and my not work voice is the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not a good thing, but oh well. Oh well. Yes, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very interesting though. Um yeah, but I think everybody does that. I, I think you would be hard uh pressed to find anybody whose family didn't have like kind of sort of those like little inside things, which is why it's kind of a thing when like someone joins the family, you know, you feel like they have to do certain things or learn certain things or ingratiate themselves in a certain way. Cause it's like, well, we can't let you in on these things until wow. yeah. we like feel like you one of us. That's true. That's so true. That's very interesting. And that's like a, a complex structure that's built up over so much time and mm -hmm. different dynamics. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like I literally, so there's one that I will share that this is one with my siblings that we have. Uh -huh. It's Don Cello Restaurante. So we used to, every Saturday going to the temple, there was this restaurant we used to pass. And me, my brother, and my sister made up a song. I don't know why, we just did. But we literally used to sing it. Every time we were coming up on the block, Mm -hmm. We're like, uh-oh, here we go. We start singing it. My brother would be drumming. We'd be banging on the windows and, like, singing it. So now it's one of those things where it's, like, on a random Sunday morning, I might just, on, on a group text, just send just Don Cello Restaurante to, like, my sisters. And someone will respond with something from the song. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, it's almost like a greeting now. It's like saying, like, how's everybody doing? I love that. I love that. That is cute. And That's it's just cute. like, it's so stupid, but it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> one of those things. Listen, we all have them. Yes, we all have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so guys, uh, shoot us an email at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what some of your family-elect, um, yes. family dialect, family-elect language is. Mm -hmm. um, and also... If you like this episode of Black Hipster, make sure you subscribe yes, and yes. check us out where you listen to your podcast. We're on Spotify, mm -hmm. we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean. Find us, please, people. Yes, ma'am. Um, where can they find you on Instagram? Well, they can find me at Standrick Wiggins. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find us at Black Hipster Podcast on Instagram. Yep, where, yep, can they, yep. where can they find you, my darling? Um, they They can't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll you can find me, me at the Shawa Evans. That's T H E E Shawa Evans. Yeah, and just don't slide in my DMs, unless you're John David Washington. 
then you can slide in my DMs. I got mm-hmm. a girl for you. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and on that note, y'all, it's time to go. You need to go get some water and calm down or something. Um, right. yeah, I'm about to go do that and um, settle in for the day till next week, y'all. All righty. Bye. Bye. Bye.